everybody, and welcome to the Foundation First Fitness Show with Bob Echo. And today is episode 37. Thank you very much for lending me your ears and giving me your attention for the next hopefully 20 minutes, not much more than that, while I basically kind of help you guys understand the basics of uh, running specific warm ups. Now, uh, running specific warm ups is a really important. Uh, component of your entire running routine from your warm-up to your workout to your run to your cool down there's so many components that are going to make up a strong training program and a strong in terms of sports performance program for you and and your warm-up is actually a crucial one now there's three major reasons I really try to emphasize running uh, running specific warm-ups or warm-ups in general the first one is your that lazy posture. We want to try to get out of that lazy posture, which is essentially anything that almost looks like sitting down at a desk, basically rounded shoulders, rounded back, typing at a desk, uh, tight hips, tight knees, anything that's going to basically look like that is that lazy posture I always talk about. Now, when you are trying to get out of that lazy posture, uh, you're essentially trying to improve your body's movements. You want to Try to get yourself to move better. And that's got to be one of the major goals with your warm-up. You have to try to be able to put yourself in a position to move better and get you out of that things that out of those things that you're doing the entire day. The second thing we want to do is we want to improve that posture to improve the movements of our run, that run fluidity. That's where performance is going to go up and that's where injury risk is going to go down. Now the injury risk being the second thing, performance going up is going to be the third thing. Now, injury risk, the reason why I talk about it so much and the reason why I always kind of push it as one of my main main uh, factors and main aims and main goals is because injury risk is actually what's coincidentally going to drop your performance. Whenever I talk to an athlete, I always tell them an injured athlete is a useless athlete. They can't train, they can't do anything, they can't perform, they can't improve because they're injured. So why not just try to reduce their likelihood of injury by making the move better so that their performance is going to go up, their injury risk is going to go down, and they can stay in the game longer. That's got to be the major reason you're warming up. Now, in terms of performance, you're really trying to get as much as you can out of those muscles. Every single muscle, joint, body has a a certain limit has a potential of what it can do at that moment if you're not warming up you're not going after that potential you're not exposing your body to that potential and you're not allowing it to go and reach that potential and that really has to be at the forefront of your entire you know performance mentality you have to really start going after what your body can do everyone's trying to seek for what your body could do if you trained harder and if you ran longer if you did we have to try to think about what our body can do in that very moment and try to go and expose it to that that's what's going to allow us to get the most performance out of it that's what's going to allow us to improve quickly improve better and what i mean by improve better is improve in the right ways if our body is able to withstand what we're throwing at in terms of that incremental increase in training uh stimulus so when you are um warming up there's a couple of factors and there's a couple of things that i want to mention that i want to put in together as a solution but when we look at the way warm-ups have been done for the last decade or two 
you know, I am really impressed with the way it has improved. You know, naturally, as there, as time goes on, things are improving. We're researching more. We're understanding how the body moves a bit more. And as we understand more of how the body moves, our, the different components of our training will improve as well. So when we look at running and when we try to understand what's been going on, you know, about 20 years ago when I was really running, a lot of what we did was... Uh, we just started running, you know, we did a five minute kind of light jog and then we just went into it. And then, you know, 10 years ago, it turned into, we were doing like more of a static stretch. We were just kind of holding a stretch, holding a stretch, stretching our hamstrings, um, things like that. So we wouldn't pull those muscles and then we're going to shoot out and go into our little five minute light run and then get into our full, full, full run. The thing we're doing now is now we're actually exposing our body to dynamic warmups. So for those of you who don't know what a dynamic warm-up is, you've probably experienced it, you've probably done it, you just didn't know what it was called. Dynamic warm-up is essentially just stretching in movement. So you're trying to expose your body to a wide range of movements so that you're actually able to, in, in effect, get that same range while you run or be exposed to it. And what that's essentially aimed at doing is basically taking your limitations from being very narrow to being very wide so that when you are running and you're staying in that narrow range you're never really hitting the extremes and your likelihood of injury won't be higher our body has as i mentioned before in many other episodes is that our body has a limited range if we pass and surpass that range our likelihood of injury shoots up that's why we're trying to aim at increasing that range so that we never really hit those outer edges and those boundaries and we never put ourselves in in those positions to get hurt. So, you know, is that really is that really the the ultimate the ultimate way to do things? No, it is a major component of it. So I don't want to start bashing dynamic warm-ups and and all those things in the way we've done it. You know, they they're it's not like that. Those those thoughts and tactics are actually a, a huge component of what we should be doing. What I'm going to try to do today is kind of help you understand the structure of how you should be warming up and things you should be paying attention to as a runner so that you can almost understand, you know, what pieces need to be added to that dynamic, to that static stretch that's going to allow you to actually take your body and allow it to perform better and allow it to get as close as you can to its maximum potential. So when I look at the body, there's a couple of things I want to mention before we really start discussing the the makeup and the structure of that warm up and what you should be doing. We have to understand, you know, where the body uh, is, where the what the body really needs from that warm up, and what the body's roles are, what the different joints' roles are, and that's really where a lot of this comes down to, right? Our joints are part of our structure, and they're part of what's allowing us to move, right? They're the it's the range limits on it, it's the movement capacity of it, and it's basically the intersection of all those muscles, and that's what we really need to make sure is, is functioning the way it should be functioning. So an example of that is the ankle. The ankle is something that needs to be very mobile. If our ankle isn't mobile and we don't have a wide range of motion and wide range of movement on our ankle at the ankle joint, What's actually happening is our body's going to go get it from somewhere else or it's going to stop our range and it's going to limit our movement and it's going to just slow down and decrease our performance. So the second you go to ask more of it, well, it's either going to say, no, I can't give it to you or it's going to try to go get it from somewhere else to allow you to move faster and move better. So 
what you need to do is really focus on each specific joint. So just to name a few here so you can get an understanding of where I'm going to be going with a lot of this stuff. So ankle needs to be mobile, knee needs to be stable, the hip needs to be mobile, and the low back needs to be stable. So you can see how I'm flip-flopping between them. Now, there are a couple of other components that are in there, but I'm not going to go into all the detailed stuff because some of you may get lost along the way. But just to give you an understanding that a lot of the stuff we're doing is not is going to be specific for each joint, right? I might be doing more mobility for like the ankle and the hip, but I won't be doing mobility. I won't be doing like a lot of mobility stuff for the knee to get the knee to fly through its full range. It's going to be more, that's going to be more on the stability factor and making sure the knee is stable and less mobile, if you would. So the first, there's basically your warm up has to look, uh, essentially look like this. You want to release the muscles because that's what's going to allow that joint to start moving a bit better. So we want to make sure that the muscles around those area, around those joints are actually uh, allowing that joint to move, right? If a joint needs to be mobile, the muscles around it supporting it have to be loose so that we can actually create that movement. So when you are looking at each joint, you want to make sure that you're targeting the muscles that are going to drastically affect its ability to move and its ability to either control or allow for movement. So let's say we go into our warm up, we start the first thing I really want you to focus on is going to be foam rolling. I've discussed foam rolling, I'm going to link it right up here. For those of you watching on YouTube, you guys can click that link and uh, head to that YouTube clip where I discuss a little bit more mobility. Uh, I've actually spoken about, uh, not mobility, foam rolling. I've actually discussed it in, in quite ex extensively. Um, and I'm always really throwing some stuff out there for mobility. So if, even if you do check out my Instagram page, which you'll find the name right there. My Instagram page is at Bob Owen. So if you guys are listening, it's at Bob Owen, B-A-B-A-K-O-W-E-N. You can click on that. And I'm always posting some uh, soft tissue is what I call it. But basically, uh, foam rolling, lacrosse ball rolling, all those different things that are actually going to help break apart the tension in those muscles. So the first thing we're going to want to do is release the foot, the calf, and the shin. The muscles that are in the front of the front of the leg, the muscles in the back of the leg, and the muscles that are under the foot. Those are really a lot of the muscles that are going to be affecting how that ankle and how that foot moves and how that foot absorbs the tension and how the ankle is allowing you to move and get more range and actually increase its limitations and stretch those borders out. So you want to release the calf. You can use a foam roller. Some people use lacrosse balls. Some people use a stick roller, which essentially it looks like a rolling pin. Just roll the, the back of the legs, roll the front of the legs. I'd actually recommend getting a stick roller for the calves and the shin. It's, uh, it's really effective, works very well. Then you're going to use a lacrosse ball under your foot and break apart all the muscles and tissue that's under your foot that might have adherences. You know, when we're wearing shoes, some of you ladies are wearing high heels. Uh, some of you guys are wearing uh, dress shoes that are both are very, very, very bad for foot health and foot posture and, and affecting a good healthy foot and affecting the muscles in your foot. So uh, you're going to definitely need to roll those out and get them moving better. Uh, the second thing you're going to do, the second group of muscles you're really going to work on is the muscles in the thigh. And the ones that are in the thigh that are really important are the quad. So you're basically your quad almost looks like uh, basically if you would take a cylinder, you would have the outer, let's say I'm looking at my right leg. So those of you who are watching on YouTube can see this. I'm going to be very descriptive. So 
the people that are listening on the podcast can actually understand what I am discussing. So uh, let's say we take your left leg, you've got the inner border, you've got two muscles on the front, and then you've got one muscle on the outer side. You want to make sure that you're hitting all four of those muscles. You want to get the whole thing wrapped around. And that's going to come from properly rolling out that quad. Now I'm going to post something, uh, I'm going to post all these little tips that I'm going to be doing. You're going to, if you pay attention to my Instagram page over the next couple of weeks, uh, sorry, over the next, over the next couple of weeks, you're actually going to notice a lot of stuff being driven at, you know, mobility stuff for the ankle, the knee, the hip. Uh, and I'm going to link it as runner stuff. So you can actually go there, check out those clips and have a better understanding of what I'm doing. Uh, but foam rolling the quad, basically you're going to lie on the ground and just roll over that quad muscle and all the different muscles that are going to make up that entire muscle group itself. The next thing you're going to want to do is work your way up, get the hip flexor using a lacrosse ball. You're going to want to get this. It's one of the hip flexor muscles and actually an, an, a muscle that actually brings your leg out to the side, usually gets tight because of the knee positioning and the knee movement and knee alignment. And you're going to get a lacrosse ball, get it right up on the outside of the hip. The muscles called a tensor fascia lata or TFL. Um, I have posted something on Instagram about that, but I'm probably going to have to redo them so you guys who are listening and watching can all really get there and get a good understanding of it. From there, you're going to want to get the glute muscle, which is basically going to be one of the main stabilizer stabilizers. It, the glute area has stabilizers for the knee, and it has power generators for the lower body. It's actually going to be a, very important for you in terms of generating that kickback movement and driving the leg back and propelling you forward, which is what you really are aiming to do. You want to be able to generate more power. The other thing it's going to do is it's actually going to allow you to open up that hip and expose a good, nice hip extension. So you get that nice flat hip and that nice straight posture that I always discuss. So you really need to make sure that that muscle doesn't have many adherences. So you're going to be going basically through the major butt muscle, and then you're going to be going out onto the side. So the major glute, and then you're going to be going out to all the, uh, I don't know, it's not called glute major, just it's called glute max. I know that, but I'm basically trying to not go as technical as possible. And then you're going to be going to the muscles that are on the side. One of them is the glute medius. That is one of the muscles that really helps control that knee. And it's going to allow your knee to not fall in and out. Once you've done your foam rolling for that area, the next thing you're going to want to do is we want to start creating some movement at it. So one of the things we're going to be doing is like a nice ankle, an entire ankle mobility almost routine, which is I'm going to post on Instagram. So if you pay attention to that ankle mobility routine, will be there. Uh, then you're going to want to do a nice hip mobility routine as well. So I'm going to put that up there as well. A hip mobility routine for runners. Uh, you're going to be able to look at that and get an idea of what you should be doing to create movement at that specific joint. Then we're going to fall into stability. Now, activation and stability is where we're going to go and get the stability factor for those joints that need stability. So as I mentioned, ankle mobility, remember we talked about that, hip mobility, we spoke about that as well. The ankle needs to be mobile, the hip needs to be mobile, so I'm going to take care of that in my mobility phase. Then I'm going to throw in my stability phase for the knee, for the back. And what that's aimed at doing is that's aimed at, it's, it's a, I mean, a lot of that is going to pour into, you know, uh, ankle stability, if you would, it's going to help reinforce ankle stability as part of its component. It's also going to help reinforce hip, kind of some stability factor from the hip and actually the pelvis more than anything. Uh, so don't worry 
too much about like, oh, but shouldn't we be stabilizing? It all kind of gets in together, but they're all relying on each other for that stability. It's just the main purpose of it is for the need to be stable and not mobile. It will be mobile and we're going to get part of it in when we start doing all the stretches for the hips and all that. But the main purpose of it is to be stable. So when you are doing your activation, I will post that as well. So activation for runners will be up there as well. So you can definitely check that out. But what we're looking for when it comes to activation is essentially making sure that the hamstrings are working because that's what's counterbalancing the quad and not allowing it to almost pull your leg off the socket. So when people get those hamstring strains, generally what that's coming from is either the hamstring is not in the right position to be firing so it can't or it's not strong enough to support the quad. Generally, it's the first one. It's the hamstring is not in an, is not in an optimal position to fire. Likelihood of risk of injury goes up. So from there, we want to focus on hamstrings. So you want to get things like a bridge. Bridge is a great exercise that's going to help you uh, prepare the hamstring for training, prepare the hamstring for running. So you want to work on that. You want to work on the glute as well. As I mentioned, you want it to be able to drive force down into the ground. We want to work on activating the glute medius because that's what's allowing us to stabilize that knee from falling in and falling out. So we want to keep that nice alignment of the kneecap. That's going to be held up by a nice counterbalance of that glute medius being able to control it and being able to kind of synergistically work i like how we threw in synergistically work with other muscles to help kind of align that uh knee so it's kind of moving properly getting all that power to move straight into the ground and not having it fall in and out the next thing we're going to want to do is actually not the next thing but the thing you're going to the another thing you're going to want to do is work on your back stability now Back stability doesn't mean create movement at your back and do a back extension. Back stability is actually going to be stabilized by your core muscles. And the core muscles are actually what's allowing your back muscles to kind of brace off of each other and kind of work again synergistically to stabilize your core, uh, stabilize your back. So the core muscles that you're really wanting to focus on are inner, uh, inner obliques and transverse abdominis. That's the ones that are going to be really attaching um and controlling your rib cage and your hip and your pelt, basically your pelvis. And that's what's stabilizing that back and not making your back actually have to stabilize and hold on to that movement and hold on to your body and stop it from kind of falling over the place. We want to be able to rely on that core. And the core is actually going to help align that pelvis, which is going to coincidentally line up the muscles in the lower body and allow them to function in their optimal position, right? We want to basically increase the mechanical advantage of those muscles. The way to do that is to make sure that the hip is set properly. And for those of you who have worked with me before, you know, that's like literally the first thing I do day one right out of the gate is I don't really care what you've done or what you have. The first thing we're doing is working on um, transverse abdominus contraction and basically understanding how to make that deep core muscle fire then building from there so i will be posting you know uh posts about each of those things right so uh, foam rolling in in soft tissue work i didn't know i don't know if i mentioned i don't think i mentioned that i was going to do that i will be posting that for runners i will be posting like a bunch of little segments and so what you can do is when you see those out there literally just follow them along if you follow the entire all those posts one after the other it'll literally almost lay itself out as a complete activation and then you can also see the entire full, full version of it, entire thing. I'll post that on YouTube and on Facebook so that you guys can uh, 
take a look at that as well and see how that all looks when it's all put together and laid out for you. So again, if you guys have any questions about anything I did speak about today, please do not hesitate to leave a comment and let me know what that question is because it may be very valuable and I'm sure you are not the only person who is asking that question. And if you are, it'll probably be an awesome question. Um, have yourselves a great rest of your day. If you liked the episode, please leave me a little comment. Give me a thumbs up. Do not forget to subscribe and I will talk to you guys next time. And until that next time, guys, keep building that foundation. For more fitness tips, tricks, and ideas, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Bobak Owen. That's B-A-B-A-K-O-W-E-N. Music for the Foundation First Fitness Show provided by Beware of Darkness. You can find them on Spotify and iTunes.